Amen. Recently, I was uh, fortunate enough to be invited to preside over a wedding, uh, and the parents of the bride are here today. Welcome and congratulations. Um, and I, I love, I love presiding over weddings. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I think that they were also very happy as well. As I recall, the groom was so excited that he tried to kiss the bride before the wedding service was over. So I had to stop him to get seat. Be patient. We're not done yet. That's always a good sign, though. Uh, but I love performing weddings. Unfortunately, the reality of things today is just a side note here, is that we don't get to perform weddings in the church as much as we used to. Young people today, they desire very much to go out to, like, other places to get married, and I know that that is what kind of the culture demands, but according to the traditions of our own church, it's very important that we um, experience this beautiful and profound sacrament in a sacred place and with the witness of God and the saints and the angels, and that's what happens in a sanctuary. So we were fortunate enough that this couple decided to be married in that way. We presided over their beautiful wedding. And at their wedding service, just as at all wedding services, we read a passage from the gospel. That passage is actually the passage for this Sunday, and you can find it in the bulletin. Um, it's actually what we read in the wedding services from the gospel of Matthew, and this is from the gospel of Mark, but it's nearly exactly the same. And in this passage, the Pharisees come to Christ, and they say, they challenge him because they always try to put him in a difficult spot where there's really like no way out for him, a no-win situation, because that's a good way to be an adversary, I suppose. And so they challenge him by saying, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause? Now, this is a difficult question to ask a spiritual leader like Jesus Christ, because it is lawful according to the laws of Moses that you could read about in the book of Exodus. It is lawful at that time, according to Jewish tradition, for a man to divorce his wife for any cause. He just had to write up a piece of paper that said, I am no longer married to my wife, and it was done. That was the full divorce process. Much cheaper than today, but also... I would say not quite as fair to the woman. <laughs> and it was problematic during Christ's time as well because what this created were women and sometimes young women who had been divorced and had no means of surviving in society. They became widows. They didn't have a way to make their own living. They would either have to go back and rely on their families, which would be a burden upon their families, or rely on society to support them, which is why supporting widows is such an important Christian mission in the New Testament texts. Um, and so it was a very unfair situation. So whatever Christ said there, he was going to get in trouble. Either he was going to go against what Moses had to say, or he was going to say something which perpetuated an unfair and unjust circumstance. So Christ explains to them, the reason this happened, the reason Moses allowed your forefathers to get divorced for any cause is because of their hard hearts and their intolerance. Because it was better that he gives them a way out of a marriage which they have already desecrated by their sinfulness than to permit a situation where they would continue in broken marriages indefinitely, and that would be to the detriment of the family and the women. So he created this institution in the Judeo-Christian life called divorce. Now, what Christ says is, because of their intolerance and their hardness of hearts, this reality exists. 
But that doesn't mean that it is good or ideal in any way. That if we understood what it meant to have a soft heart, to have an accepting and tolerant heart, that this reality for most people would not exist. That doesn't mean that divorce is not a reality. We know that it's a reality within the context of the church. If you open up the mashtots, there's two wedding services. There's a first wedding service and there's a second wedding service for when the first one doesn't work out and you have to get married again. So we know it happens. But the point is, it's because of hardness of heart that we find ourselves in this situation. Now, this isn't just about marriage. I want to just take a second and say, almost always in the New Testament, when Christ is speaking about marriage, he's not completely talking about marriage. He's talking about something else, and something that's even more important, if that's possible. He's talking about our relationship with him. In almost every circumstance where Christ is speaking about marriage, he's using it as an analogy to describe the nature of our relationship to him through the church. So just as we find that hardness of heart becomes a difficult situation in any marriage, and we know what that looks like. We know it's difficulty to communicate freely and openly. We know that it is constant conflict or disagreement. We know that it is indifference to one or another's suffering or feeling as though you are the only victim and the other one is not. We know that it is a situation where love is denied in one way or the other. This is what a hard heart feels like in any relationship and especially in a marriage. Now, thankfully, this is not a constant situation. Christ reminds us this through the parable of the sower when he says there was a man who went to sow seeds in the field. Some of these seeds fell on a stony place, and some of these seeds fell on the rich soil. Those seeds that fell on the rich soil began to grow, and they became beautiful, mature plants. But those seeds that fell on the stony soil, initially they took root, but they couldn't survive because there wasn't enough nutrients in there for them to continue growing. And what Christ is saying to us is when we find ourselves in this stony place or this hard place, we have to cultivate the soil, we have to enrich it, we have to soften it, and we have to create a place where things can grow and thrive. And this is what Christ is calling on us to do with our own hearts, whether it be in our relationships, our marriage relationships or otherwise, or whether it be in our relationship with him. In the book of Hebrews, St. Paul says, when your Lord calls you, do not respond with hardness of heart. When your Lord calls you, do not respond with hardness of heart. It's the same situation. When we have a hard heart towards Christ, no matter how deep our own faith is, we listen to what he has to say, but those seeds don't take root in our own hearts. Just like when we're having trouble communicating in our marriages. Christ is talking to us and we're listening, but we're not really listening. I, I'm guilty of that. This morning, I said, Yeritzkin had been telling me to print something like for two weeks, and I kept saying yes, 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 yes. And I kept forgetting to do it, forgetting. And then today she said, I have to have you print it today. I said, I'll do it. But then I realized I didn't even exactly know what she wanted me to print or what it was that she wanted. I was listening, 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 but I wasn't listening. And I felt ashamed of myself that I had to ask. And as Christians, we do that all the time. We listen to Christ's word in the Bible, and we think we are listening and we understand what's being told us, but we're not. 
Because when that moment comes that we realize, oh, there's a deeper meaning there, we ask ourselves, well, why haven't we heard this the whole time? Chankless, Ergur. That's why. And likewise, when we're in a relationship with Christ that has a hardness of heart, we feel as though that there's always a sense of conflict. We feel as though there's always a struggle whereby what we want is not happening. What we want is not happening. And that becomes a conflict between us and our Creator. When we have a soft heart towards Christ, then we understand that it's a give and take, and that what He wants from us is just as important, is more important. And we find that often we're the ones who are lacking in that regard, that we've failed to fulfill our own duties and our responsibilities, like sometimes when we have a hard heart in our family, we fail to do. And lastly, we feel sometimes in a marriage when our hearts are hard that we don't, we're not being loved. We have love, but we're not being loved. A marriage can survive one party when they have a hard heart for a time, not forever. For a time, a marriage can survive with one party who has a hard heart. Eventually, that other party has to come to terms and change if the marriage is going to work. However, it can't survive when both parties have hard hearts to one another. When it comes to Christ, this is the good news. Even when we have a hard heart towards Christ, He never has hardness of heart towards us. He never feels that way towards us. He is always ready to feel our pain. He is always ready to love us. He is always ready to communicate with us. In this way, that relationship can become very one-sided and selfish on our part. So we have to cultivate the soil of our souls to get rid of those stony and rocky places to make it a very rich, a very soft and accepting place where Christ's word can grow in our hearts if we are going to find ourselves in a relationship that is positive and beneficial and fulfilling for each other but also with regard to our relationship with Jesus Christ. Very quickly I'll just say how do we do that? by charitable and good works, by sacrifice, by study. I'm often surprised we offer Bible studies here and many people participate, but many people don't. By love and by forgiveness. And so I want to offer that prayer today, not only with regard to ourselves, our relationships, and our relationship with Christ, but especially today with regard to our relationship with our homeland, with the free and independent Republic of Armenia, given that this past week we celebrated the anniversary of independence. It's as important today as ever that we feel as though prepared to not be hard-hearted with regard to the circumstances of our nation and our people and our homeland. We have to have an open and engaging heart that challenges us to do whatever is necessary to help it thrive and to cultivate an environment where all of us can work together in harmony for its benefit and for its growth. We have a culture and a society where we have to Focus on respecting one another, celebrating one another, uh, exalting one another, lifting them up on an individual basis and also on a cultural basis so that the dream of our independent homeland can be realized in a way that is pleasing to God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I-